Today's podcast is brought to you by the Curtain Jerks Podcast, the funniest wrestling podcast on the internet, full of sketches, improv comedy, and interviews with real WWE impact and other wrestlers. To check out their stuff, go to soundcloud.com slash curtain jerks. Make sure to leave comments. Enjoy. everybody welcome to the sports 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 podcast i'm joel anderson and joining me as always is the sports outsider phil ranta and not jordan palmaville jordan palmaville nope he's still gone he is he's out in his noble quest to repair all of the microphone systems that we have installed in every yep. sporting uh sporting facility across the country he will repair those microphones by any means necessary <laughs> he is going to get the job done it's, and we respect it's, him for it. It's he keeps and here's the thing, we should maybe share these, but we do have uh emails from the field from Jordan. Oh sure. Where he shares just how important the system of microphones is to him on a yeah. personal level. He writes it like a, a civil war general. He's like, My dearest Joel yeah. and Phil. It's been uh, many moons since I saw the <laughs> repairing these here microphones. Yep, absolutely. And it's yep. uh and and more power to him. Uh uh we you know, we wish him nothing but well as he's off doing that and we can't wait for his return. Yeah. Where we can talk more about the microphones and what he's been yeah. doing with and them. And we'll be here kind of talking about sports. Kind while of he's gone. Yeah. Kind of. It is admittedly, and I don't know if our loyal listeners have noticed this. It's a little bit harder to talk about sports without him here. Sure, because I don't give a yeah. fudge. Like, there's a certain dynamic where Jordan and I talk about sports, and then Phil interjects. Yeah. But now it's mostly, like, me just talking about sports yeah. to nobody in particular uh, and Phil interjecting, and it's not quite the same. Yeah, you get to monologue, though, which is your favorite thing in the world, so. Uh, I wouldn't say, I mean, just because I have a propensity to do it. Oh, I'm sorry, it's your second favorite thing, favorite thing in the world besides being contrarian. <laughs> I don't think that's true either. There it is. There it is. There it is. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Manziel's put your man boobs in a Manziel today. Okay, we got a big one. Oh, wow. Johnny Manziel plays actual football. On a field and stuff? On a field and stuff. Whoa. Subheadline loses. <clears throat> oh, well, then I would play football and lose, too. Yes, indeed. Same thing I can do. Uh, as we covered in last week's podcast, Johnny Manziel took the field on Thursday night as the Cleveland Browns grappled with the undefeated uh, Cincinnati Bengals, a division rival. Ooh, wow. Yeah, a little AFC North showdown. Well, it seems like they were going in to lose then, if they were going up it, against it, an it, undefeated it, team. It's, uh, it certainly uh, was not going to be uh, easy, but... Johnny Manziel, their potential savior, or the guy filling in because Josh McCown is injured. Take that, Johnny Mansmell. <laughs> oh, zing. Uh, so you're why are you burping? Uh, you a little burpy? I had a burrito. I'm oh, fine. there we go. Uh, the final score, thirty to ten. That's a big loss. Bengals. Yeah, it was a substantial loss. Yeah, to what can only be described as a superior team. Now I'm no sports fan. But it seems like 30 is a weird number to get to in football. What, uh, you need to get a 7, and then a 6, and then a 6. Yeah, you mean... And you, you got to get another 7, and then a 3. You throw in a bunch of field and goals, a one. and you can, you can definitely get to... 30 could be 10 field goals, Phil. It could be, or it could be two touchdowns with missed extra points, and then six field goals. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it could be that. Uh, it so could the be kicker 11. really fucked up twice. It could be four touchdowns with extra points. Yeah. And a safety. There we go. Yeah. It could be 15 safeties. It could be 15 safeties. Yeah. See, I know my sports. That- 15 safeties would mean it was an exceptionally bad day for yes, Johnny Benzel. Very bad. Very bad plan. Happy happy to report, not it. It okay. was not 15 safeties. Johnny did better than that. Wow. Uh, in fact, uh, maybe better than expected. Uh, Manziel got a rematch uh, against the Bengals, who did a lot of taunting of him during his NFL debut last September. Oof. Uh, Coach Marv Lewis referred to him as a midget. What? That's Which not is, nice. That's apparently a slur as that well. Is. And a lot of players mocked his his money rubbing the fingers gesture. Oh yeah, as they were probably expected to do. That's it, what it, I do every time I walk by yeah. a rich person. I rub my fingers like a yeah. tiny violin. At this point, if you have a signature celebration yeah. at any level of football, when you get to the NFL, if the defense is giving it to you good, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna mock you with the celebration. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, they lost thirty to nothing in that game, and Johnny I thought it was thirty to ten. Well, no, 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 thirty to nothing last December. Oh, okay. Thirty to ten on Thursday. See, I pay attention. People accuse me of not paying attention, <laughs> and that's how I stay so dumb about sports. But I pay attention. You, you pay attention to things that we talk about on the podcast. Yes, and that's yeah. it. Thank God for that. Yep. Uh, and even uh, most of his his best moments came during a ten play, ninety two yard drive late in the first half. That cut the Bengals' lead to 14-10. to 10. Whoa! Yeah, trailed by four points. End of the, the half there, 12-yard touchdown pass capping the drive. All seems pretty well, except that we know that the Bengals would outscore them 16 to nothing in the second well, half. Well, in hindsight, I yeah. mean, in hindsight, it's easy, but at the time, it must have been very enthralling. Oh, yeah. Uh, Johnny went 15 of 33, which is not great uh, for, like, 152 so yards. So, completed 15 passes out oh, of 33, 33 tries. Yeah. But his QBR, according to ESPN, was, like, 71.9, which is actually pretty okay. Quarterback rate. Yeah. Though it's not, there's there's like the QB rating, and then this is okay. QBR that ESPN came up with, which is their own metric, which they won't they won't even release how they. Oh, it. I see. It stands for quarterback ESPN's rating. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Makes sense. Johnny Manziel update watch update. Johnny Manziel update watch update. Brought to you by Manziel's Butch Man Boobs and Manziel today. What do we got in the show this week? We've got a Russian. We got a Russian. Oh. That is correct because the the Russian track and field team yeah. exposed uh, to, uh, as having a system of doping Whoa. so big that there's talk that the entire team may be banned from the next Olympics. What? Yeah, that's how deep it went. That's pretty crazy. It the entire team, geez, oh, coaches, players alike were really were coaches were up. doping. No, I mean the coaches were 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 advocating. Oh, doping. okay. Yeah. I was gonna say they were a part of the whole system there. Nice. Uh, and then I believe, uh, don't we also have one other guest? Yeah, we got a mascot. It's yeah. The, uh, the TCU mascot, right? Okay. And what's his name? Uh, what, what, what's the mascot it's again? It's the Horned Frog. Oh, that's right. It's Harry the Horned Frog. Harry the Horned Frog. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> little alliteration for the yeah. first two words. Not, right. not the third. Not the third. Right. No, frog it just kind of jumps out at you. And, um... Uh... Do we have a wide world of sports? Goddamn right <laughs> we do. And news, news, news. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Joel and Phil. News, news, news. Yeah. New York State shuts down daily fantasy sports. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Daily, what's daily fantasy sports? I'll get to that. Okay. Subheadline, turns out betting money on sporting events is gambling. 
Isn't it the like that's that is ga- the, that's the definition of gambling? So, okay, we'll we'll go ahead and uh, when we'll, they do we'll the parodies of like mafia people being in debt, it's always yeah. like there were supposed to be a luck. I put a thousand dollars on the right. bills, and the so, t- mafia's like, I'm gonna kill you with the mafia. So 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 for our, our listeners at home, this is probably a little bit of a recap of things that you already know. But sure. I'm gonna fill fill in fill. You're you're gonna get filled in. Wow, it's been like a hundred <laughs> episodes since you made that joke. Yeah. Uh, but I've made it at least like three times. I think, yeah. Right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sure. So let's fill him in. Okay. okay. So here's the thing. A while back, uh, you had a whole bunch of people buying online poker. Right? Okay. Yes. Uh, and eventually the government cracked down and said, hey, you can't, you can't, if you live in the United States, you can't bet on stuff. I know. Via the internet. See, yeah. internet stuff. I know these stories. <laughs> right. Exactly. So what you might not have realized is that buried in that legislation was a loophole. Where you could put it on horses, right? And then the horses would run, and that would be how you determine slot machine things, that's, right? Uh, that's not too far from the truth. They right. basically determined that for the purposes of fantasy sports, yeah. the fact that you were one step removed, like you weren't like betting on the game, but you could bet on the players that you've selected for your fantasy team and bet on the outcome of that fantasy game. And that would not be considered gambling. Because they consider it a uh, game of knowledge and not a game of chance. Exactly. Okay. Which is that makes sense. an absurd distinction because even games of chance are also games of skill and knowledge. Sure. Uh, uh, but Except for slot machines, Joel. <laughs> Get away from the slot machines, Joel. Joel never plays slot machines. I know. That's why so, I said that. Because you're always like, oh, you know you're going to lose. So as of last year, yeah. they started these things that were like daily fantasy leagues. And mm-hmm. the gist was... To get as many people doing it as possible, you would sign up, like, uh, for baseball, it was, like, every day. Sure. For football, it's, like, every week. Uh, and you would have, like, a budget, and you would pick a team, uh, and everybody else would pick their team. You could all pick from the same pool of players. Whoever gets the high score would win it's whatever It's like DraftKings. Yeah. Exactly. DraftKings yeah. is And the other fantasy. one. Yeah. FanDuel. Yep. So we've talked about this before. Yep. Uh, and so here's the thing. This season, people have slowly started to catch on to the fact that, hey... This is not all on the up and up. Sure. Uh, starting with uh, the fact that like a wildly disproportionate amount of money on each of these sites is won by employees of the other site. Sure. So it's like a whole bunch of FanDuel people take all the stuff they know from FanDuel and then they go win at DraftKings. Well, that shows that it's a game of skill, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that kind degree. of proves the or, point. Or maybe they know they know things about which players are getting picked the most that allow them to pick their team more efficiently. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah it's that's been, tougher. It's been a whole sticky thing. That's tougher. And that is why the New York State Attorney General has stepped in. Okay. He has said that DraftKings and FamDuel will no longer be allowed to accept payments from residents of the state of New York. Huh. Which is some 600,000 people and about 10% of the revenue for these two sites. Whoa, there's a lot of New Yorkers <clears throat> making beds. Pretty big one. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, responding, uh, responding to that, FanDuel CEO uh, Nigel Eccles. Nigel Eccles. I have no idea how you pronounce that. Uh, he said, we are going to use every avenue to stay open. We are spoiling... For a big fat legal fight here, Phil. Good. I, there's nothing I like better than lots of legal battles. Absolutely. And what it's going to come down to is what is gambling really? Oh, we're asking the big. Qu- Finally, we're asking the big right. questions. Who are we? Why are we here? Yeah. Am I going to die? Those are the big <laughs> questions. So I would say I, I don't see how there's anything about this that is any different from like playing poker in a certain sense, where it, it is a game of chance. But you use your skill to interpret the chance, and skillful players can navigate said chance 
and be successful. I think we should legalize everything. Oh, I, I think everything should ru- we should run amok. <clears throat> yeah, because should I, Mad Max should be the reality. Everything I'm even okay legal. with legalizing like slot machines everywhere because obviously right. it's like a fool in your money. If you're really going to pump quarters into a shot slot machine, uh, then you don't deserve that money. And kidnapping, right? Uh, I wasn't. Gonna I mean, say, kidnapping is also like wasn't going to say kidnapping. It's a game of skill. It is. Yeah, that's a fair point. Thank you. Kidnapping <laughs> is just fantasy sports, fantasy sports in real life. If that's the distinction you make, there's very little luck involved in kidnapping. That's uh, true. It's mostly good planning. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like chess. Exactly. Chess isn't illegal. Chess isn't illegal. No, I could pay to be in a chess league and win money. Absolutely. So why can't you you be in a kidnapping league? You know what? There should be fantasy kidnapping. There should be fantasy. There should be just real kidnapping. I'm coming for you, Joel's whole family. Oh! Joining us now on the podcast, we have another in our series of mascot interviews, and it is Harry, the Horned Frog of Texas Christian University. Hi, Joel. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. I come from a Christian university. Sure you do. Where we worship Jesus all day. Well, there's got to be a little learning happening in there, A little bit of learning, a little bit of sports, mostly Good Christian values. Absolutely. And you are quite horny, I see. I do. I've got big horns, which is why they call me a horned frog. Absolutely. Plus, I'm horny. Uh, y- yeah, you just said that you're, you're, you're horned. No, I'm horny. <laughs> oh. I believe in abstinence-only education at my Christian college. Oh. That's, That's why I get such big boners all the time. Wow, and you, you're being very open about that. I am, but I can't do anything about it because I go to Texas Christian University. So Christian that you can't even, you know, re- do your own little... Why can't with these little tiny legs? <laughs> That's, there's no way for me to do that evil act. You do which have... is good because there's so much temptation around the campus... With all the Texas blonde girls and their little Daisy Dukes and tight yeah. little shirts. Spray them with water. See what you get. See-through shirt. <laughs> Looks nice to me, but I can't think about... Oh, I can't think about that. Oh, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, you <laughs> that, that really freaked me out for what? a second. I thought you were going to spontaneously ejaculate. I would, no, what? Don't use that kind of language <laughs> okay, around me. I go to a Christian university. So you're you're unable to masturbate because of the length of your legs. Can't we talk about sports? But I, I can't help but notice that you have an extremely long tongue. I do have an extremely long tongue, but I can't do anything with it. Except for maybe have a glass of milk before bed, where okay. I can have sweet dreams of all those cheerleaders on the sidelines yeah. with their little tiny skirts and their tiny panties jumping up and down and cheering. Boy, would it be fun to play around with one of those for a while. Okay. But I can't, because I'm a good... Cr- cr- I'm a good... Cr- I'm a good... Cr- oh, okay. whoa, whoa, Ribbit? You have a certain way of building up to a ribbit. I just had a little ribbit there. <laughs> okay. I was just thinking about how proud I was of my campus and had a bit of a ribbit. Okay. Um. Listen, and, and I, I hate to, to keep this away from, from sports, but... It does yep. seem like you're maybe dealing with repressing some important sort of sexual repressing feelings. Repressing sexual feelings? What are you talking about? 
if I, I'm going to save it up for marriage. When I find a nice little female human that wants to take me home yeah. and get a little drunk and wear leather panties and, and strip me naked <laughs> and awfully beat specific. me with a paddle for a while and call me a bad, bad little seems frog. Like that would be or dangerous throw for me frog. in the bath and say, wash yourself, you dirty little frog. <laughs> wash yourself. And you I really, go, you really why, don't you come and, why don't you come and wash me? And she goes... You, I want to watch you wash yourself okay. and cry, and then I cry like a little baby tadpole. And then I ball, and then she okay, says she gets uh, in the rib. Okay, damn it! All right, um, yeah, I guess uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's just the, the the vivid details with which you're describing your hypothetical encounter. Like maybe you should. Maybe you should just live some of that out. It's not good. No, to keep what it are in. you talking about? Live some I mean, of I, it out. I understand. I'm, a, I'm a, just a mascot frog for Christian University, where I'll be the mascot forever, where nobody talks to me on the sidelines. There's no chance to meet yeah. hot chicks. I guess, and also, it's it's a little weird that you're you're so attracted to humans as opposed to other horned frogs. Read my T-shirt, Joel. No frog chicks. <laughs> No, it does in fact say no frog chicks. That's what my shirt says. Yeah. All right, I got a good. Can I use your bathroom for twenty minutes? Uh, I don't. Just twenty mm, minutes. Just twenty minutes sounds like there's a very specific thing that you're. No, gonna no, with. I'll be in there along with Jesus Christ. Nope, Jesus Christ will be in there with me. He's everywhere. All right, just um. All right, I guess you can, but. Just all clean, right, clean up. Close your eyes, Jesus. Oh no. Joining us now is Boris Kostanistev. He yeah. is the former Hello. coach of the Russian track and field team. Boris, I, I was a then. coach. Hello. You were head coach. Yeah, I was a coach. Oh, you were just a coach. Yeah, I, I, coach. Did, I did a number of coaching type duties. Okay, that's good. So, so Boris, you're in some hot water, man. You're, yes, you got yourself yes. some hot it's, water. It looks like the very, whole team got banned, right? very different day and age in Mother Russia. Yeah. Okay, comrade Phil. Uh, you just call me Phil. Greatly. If I'm being honest, uh, track and field was not always what I wanted to do with life. Uh, oh, sure. Began career as supervillain, right? Wait, supervillain? As supervillain. That, is that a real practiced, job? Practiced torturing British secret agents, uh, doing what? all such things. But unfortunately, with the end of Cold War, has uh, all shifted to Middle East. No super villains oh, okay. left in Russia. Well, this is this is a lot to digest. You were you were actually trying to be a super villain. Was to... a dream from when I was little boy. Well, how do you train for that? That's insane. Well, there's all sorts of different things. Well, like uh, herding cats and uh, <laughs> set, setting ants on fire with a magnifying glass. You say glass? herding cats? Yeah, like herding, hurting. Oh, oh, I hurting thought you meant cats. Like herding cats. Because no. sometimes dealing with many athletes is like herding sure, cats. Sure, sure. No, I meant hurting cats. No, we would do things like diagram uh, potential mountaintop layers. Okay. Uh, we, would, we would come up with uniforms that everyone could wear and that would fit anyone who would like knock henchmen. out someone. Yeah, Hen- absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. How would, well, on the track and field team, I mean, they must have some of those skills must have transferred some, over, definitely right? Definitely the the uh the the uniforms were pretty simple. There we go. Transition. Yeah, you could all uh, they were like your little henchmen on the team. That's I good. I could never quite get the approval for funding of of uh Ocean Bottom Layer, which was plan. 
Yeah, you can't really do that as a track and field coach, right? Swim team got ocean bottom layer, so yeah. The swim team actually got an ocean bottom layer. They did. Layer? Uh, they did get an ocean bottom oh, layer. Was their coach a super villain too? Yes, and much better connected than what? Moscow. Wait a so. second. I'm going to go out on a limb. Are all Russian Olympic coaches wannabe supervillains? I'm surprised that this is not something you already knew. What? I, well, I'm a sports outsider. This, oh, okay. is, this blows yes. me away. All supervillains. What? Uh, and, and it's beginning to come clear to me that maybe some of uh, some of the old ways, some of my supervillain training may have transitioned over into coaching track and That's field. Wild. That's yeah. wild. That's so, wild. For instance, widespread doping plans. Right, right. Yeah. I didn't even think twice about these. This sure, seemed you're like an obvious villain. way to go. Yeah. Uh, and as it would turn out, frowned upon. It is, yeah. By international community. That's why they all got... That makes sense. Was there anything other... Are there any other supervillain stuff that you were trying to do with the team? Well, I was not trying to do anything supervillain. Oh, okay. It just wise, happened. But I'm beginning to rethink many of my initiatives. Mm. For instance, I was going to build a device that we could fire into space and that would shoot all of our shot put balls down, targeting sure. opponents... Who we thought were going to be good on Earth. I see. So the, they would walk up to the shot put, and before they'd have a chance to throw, oops, renegade shot put from somewhere right. kills and them. Who knows where it comes from at track and field meet? Right, it could be anywhere. So hard to know. Yeah. Uh, spent a lot of time on targeting device, beginning I, to think to myself, oh, hey, you know what? This might be another thing. Not so track and field, much more super villain. That, yes. But on the other hand, very effective. I, how come that didn't come through? Well, we, we were finishing the targeting system. Sure. Yeah, and uh, and I'm getting to think now, lucky lucky break, knock on wood, uh, works out. I might have gotten in some trouble if we had killed uh, hundreds of international athletes. I think America would have something to say about that. <laughs> oh, America. Well, it seems like now, well, now you're free. Right? You're untethered? You're off of the well, team? Well, in as much as anyone in Russia is ever free. Well, yeah. I but mean, you're you're free to pursue your dream. It seems like you should go back into supervillain. It seems like that's where, where your heart is. Yeah, I do have to say, it's it's been inspirational lately as Vladimir Putin has sure. uh, really made Russian supervillain a thing again. Yeah, yeah. Slowly but surely, you know, you're starting to see Russians creep back into American movies. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know what, Boris? I think you should go be a supervillain. Oh, well, no. Well, let, cl think about this. What would be the first thing you'd do to, to help pursue your dream as a supervillain? Now you're not on the track and field team anymore. Again, I'm leaning towards Lair. Okay. The question is, what kind of lair? This is the thing, though. I, if I can give you some career advice. Okay. You don't say, I want to be president, so what I'm going to do is get a White House, right? There's steps you have to take in between. That's a fair point. But that's yeah. the thing. This is something we like learned you got to raise funding. On. you got to get contractors. You... The quality of your, your organization often defined by secret lair. Okay? You bring yeah. people to your lair. If it's just warehouse outside of city, nah. Right. I mean, cheaper... Yeah. But does not have that, that wow factor. That's more like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles villain exactly. than a super villain. Yeah. Exactly. You want you want something shaped like a skull, you know? Sure. And, and built into the side of a volcano. That's actually a good idea. Shaped like skull. Side uh, of Mega a Man did it. Wait, what? Mega Man already did it. Dr. Wily, one of his layers was a volcano with a skull on the side. Okay, well, maybe we, we shape it like, uh, we shape it like uh, Bone. 
Oh, you know what? Maybe you should go back to track and field, Boris. Yeah, yeah. My life is in track and field now. What if I'm just I'm I'm saying what if we we try this? Uh we 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 embed within all of our track and field athletes uh a deep psychological training that they are unaware of through hypnosis. Yeah. That teaches them uh, all sorts of martial arts skills. There we go. So that they can use the javelins to assassinate world leaders at major track and field events. It's like Zoolander. Yes. Zoolander like, already did that, but it's great. Thank you so much for that observation. Of course, yeah. Yeah. You know what? You should go go convert your track and field team. Make them useful again. They're all out of a job now okay, because of the doping if, scandal. What if, hypothetically, I have already done this? You've already done. You mean all of the Russians that are in the waiting room right now, or yeah, conditioned? I mean, it's it's a bit of a problem because now I'm finding out because of doping. Maybe we're not allowed into next Olympics, and that's the only time you get world leaders. Oh my God, Joel's in that waiting room. <laughs> Joel's in horrible danger. Don't activate your Joel. Joel is tall, very handsome man. Correct? No, I think you're thinking of a different Joel. <laughs> okay, well, understood. Joel. Joel. Joel, yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? I got to go save Joel. Oh, do you? Okay, well, maybe I go ahead and activate! No, Joel! (laughs) Joel! Well, he's dead already. He's probably dead already. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sue.co. That's T-S-U dot co. It's the only social media site that pays you to post. So make sure to sign up through Sue.co slash Sports the Number 3 podcast where you will get paid to post, and when you post, we get a little something too. So go to tsu.co slash sports number three podcast to support this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports! Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week, Phil? This week's wide world of weird sports, Marge Shot. Ah, Marge Shot. Yep. Former owner of the Cincinnati Reds. Don't get ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. Marge Unhuer shot. <laughs> uh, born August 18th, 1928. Died March 2nd, 2004. Spoiler alert. Was the managing general partner, president, and CEO of Major League Baseball's Cincinnati Reds franchise mm-hmm. from 1984 to 1999. Mm. She was the third woman to own a North American Major League Baseball team without inheriting it. Mm-hmm. So she was kind of a pretty groundbreaking woman. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Someone that feminists everywhere should be looking up to right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Uh, uh, she is perhaps uh, most well-known for her controversial behavior, as strong women often do. They have oh, yeah. Controversial behavior. This is classic, Phil. Yep. As soon as a woman gets in a position of power, she immediately has criticism heaped upon her because people are not comfortable with her speaking her mind. Exactly. It's a, it's a sign of the patriarchy, and it's something that we should all... Really not be happy with. Yep, she is most, perhaps most well known for her controversial behavior during her tenure as the owner of the Reds, which included slurs towards African Americans, Jews, and persons of Japanese ancestry. Oops. Uh, what okay. do you have to say for yourself, Joel? Uh, well, it uh, it's possible that I might, uh, you know, uh, the criticism uh, could be uh, well founded. Let's well, you were just saying that you think that more women should oh, voice their real opinion. And, well, I, I, I do, definitely. And that she was a strong woman that. for and, it, yeah. And, and uh, it's hard to argue with 
the fact that she was a strong woman, right? But you voicing were, some very controversial opinions. Sure, you were just defending, though. You were said I that just, she's a uh, leader. I just, I just want to say that you know, as much as I do support strong women who voice their opinions, sure, we if, all do. But those, you were specifically defending if those, Marge. If those opinions are super racist, I don't know that I do. Well, you're backpedaling now. You're backpedaling. I guess it's good that she voiced them, yeah, so that everyone would know she was a racist. Sure, and as a result of that, she was banned from managing the team by the MLB from 1996 through 1998. Due to statements in support of German domestic policies of Nazi party leader Adolf Hitler. Oh my goodness. Yeah, she was a Hitler fan. I'm sorry, they let her back in for a year after the pro Hitler? Uh, well, she had to sell the majority share of the team. Oh. Uh, so that But takes they didn't time. make her sell all of the team. Nope, just majority share. <laughs> That's. That's actually really appalling. Yeah, I mean, the economy runs by money, Joel. That's why they call it an economy, not I, a friendonomy. You'd like to think by the 90s a lot of the stuff was fixed, but hey, Strom Thurmond's still a senator. Sure. And and Marge Schott apparently was not run out of baseball for yeah. being a Nazi sympathizer. Sure, sure. Early life and career. <laughs> I think it's important for us to know sure. where Nazis come from. I'm glad I heard her middle name. Uh, it was super German, yep. and this makes a lot more sense. Yep. So uh, let's see, let's hear the, uh, the birth of a Nazi. Schott was born in Cincinnati. <laughs> Not surprising if she's from Ohio. Sure. One of five daughters of Charlotte and okay. Edward Henry Unheer. <laughs> okay. Yep. Her father grew wealthy in the lumber business. She attended parochial schools and graduated from Sacred Heart Academy. She was mm -hmm. a Christian. Uh, well, in college, Marge Schott became a member of the Theta Phi Alpha Fraternity. Uh, alpha Race? Is that the... I think that, that was probably <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. She married Charles Schott, a member of a wealthy Cincinnati family, in 1952 and inherited his automobile dealerships and interests in other industries when he died of a heart attack in 1968. She's Probably a widow at 39. Yeah, they were sitting down for dinner, and she said something like, Boy, you know that Hitler had some great ideas. Woo! And he was like, I've been married to a Nazi. Yeah. Uh, never remarried. Had no children of her own. Oh, darn. Yep. She couldn't Crap. pass on that, that <laughs> racist, <laughs> to, racist to seed. To think that she did not procreate makes yep. me sad. It's true. Uh, let's skip right down to this really long section called Controversies, right? Yeah. <laughs> One of our um, favorite sections in Wikipedia biographies. There's no way we can get through all of this, so I'm just yeah. going to say some highlights. On November 13, 1992, Charles Cal Levy, former marketing director for the Reds, stated in a disposition for Tim Sabo, a former employee who was suing the team, they heard shot referred to then-Reds outfielders Eric Davis and Dave Parker as million-dollar N-words. Mm. Yep. Sabo, whose position was team controller, alleged that, 1990, that his 1991 firing was due to testifying against Schott in another lawsuit brought against Schott by several <laughs> limited partners uh, because he opposed the unwritten policy of not hiring blacks. Wow. Yep. Presumably not on the field because then the team would be terrible. No, but just not but for the organization. For any other, any other place. Okay, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Uh, so Levy, who is Jewish, alleged mm -hmm. that Schott kept a Nazi swastika armband at her home and claims he overheard her say, sneaky goddamn Jews are all alike. Wow. That's what she would say. Hideously racist. Yep. And this was a Jewish guy who worked for her. Yeah. That. Um, I'm going to skip down to some, there's a lot more of that. There's like 50 <laughs> more examples of that I feel uncomfortable even talking about it, but, yeah. but let's just go to other incidents. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Shot was the target of frequent criticism for allegedly allowing her ever-present St. Bernard's 
Shotzi and Shotzi 2 near complete uh, free reign of Riverfront Stadium, including their defecating on the field. Gonna have to assume that they were purebreds. Yes, must have been. Uh, The shot was known for not wanting to hire scouts, stating that all they do is sit around and watch ball games. (laughs) That is, is in fact, exactly what you hire them to do. Sums them up, yeah. And wanting not to post scores of other games on the Riverfront Stadium scoreboard, the cost of the service was $350 a month. Wow. Didn't want to do it. For for an entire baseball stadium. Yeah. Uh, Shot said of the scoreboard issue, why do fans care about one game when they're watching another? Uh, That... Uh, that's uh, boy. She's that's, a cranky grandma. She, yeah, she she is the she is. quintessential cranky grandma. I don't know. I feel like the quintessential cranky grandma is not, in fact, a Nazi. Yeah, she's sort of like a little racist. Yeah. Uh, on the airplane, on an airplane once, Marge Shot was allegedly approached by a woman who introduced herself as Ed Rausch's granddaughter. Shot then replied, "That's nice, hun. What business is he in?" Roush is a Hall of Famer center fielder who had many of his greatest years with the Reds. Mm. Yep, the New York Times later dubbed her baseball's big red headache. Yeah, well, that Ed Roush thing, that's one of the more innocuous things in the whole thing. Sure. You read that after all of the other stuff, and it's sort of like, hey. We're going over time, but there's one more segment I want to okay, touch on. Yeah, yeah. Philanthropy. <laughs> Uh, in addition to her interest in the Red Shot, was a major contributor to charitable organizations in Cincinnati, including the Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center and the Cincinnati Zoo, where they named an Asian elephant after her. <laughs> Shotzi, also an elephant preserve, as well as the St. Ursula Academy in East Walnut Hills. She rec- she is recognized for her major donation to the local Dan Beard Council of the Boy Scouts of America that was used to create an 18-acre lake at Camp Friedlander. Wow. The lake was christened Lake Marge Shot. Oh, wonder oh. if they're going to rename that. Yep. Well, we should probably go back and check on that. Yeah. And that brings it on to another wide world of weird sports. Citizens of Podcast Town, that brings to the end another sports, sports, sports podcast. Uh, and now to give you our contact information is the sports outsider himself, Phil Ranta. You can find us on SoundCloud by going to SoundCloud.com slash sports number three podcast. That's SoundCloud.com slash sports number three podcast. I know you all listen on iTunes. I get it. But please try SoundCloud out. It's nice. You can also check out our sister podcast there, uh, SoundCloud.com slash Curtain Jerks. They do wrestling and sketches. It's fun. I was on it last week. You were, and I was on it last week, too. It was really good. It was a good one. Uh, You can find us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. We're also posting articles with funny commentary on Mm -hmm. it. Uh, Ian Keen oftentimes likes and comments. (laughs) Nobody else does. We know you're out there. We see the download statistics. We see the streaming statistics. You exist. Someone's listening to this right now and being like, I'm just going to ignore that. Just try it out facebook.com slash sports number three podcast let us know you yeah. exist and hey ian if you're listening boy. thank you you're <laughs> yeah. the one we got literally thousands of listens per per podcast yeah. and ian keen is the only one that comments yeah we appreciate it ian but come on give let, let other people do it too that'd yeah. be fun uh or you can find us on uh twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast yeah hey phil hey joel it's really disturbing that Marge Schott was an like an owner into the late nineties. The uh, late nineties. Well, there is a, a team called the Washington Redskins. Fair point. Lights off.
You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.